What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our latest episode of the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. I am Pete. This is Evan. And boy, do we have a shit show in store for you today. We're going to begin by talking about the Supreme Court actually taking on a Second Amendment case. More specifically, whether to consider uh, New York City, if New York City, excuse me, can keep legal gun owners from taking guns outside New York City. Should I read them? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to read you the petition for certiorari to the court from September of last year. So it's a little long, but... Listen, because it's ridiculous that this is even being argued in a court of law. First off, I'm glad it's going to the Supreme Court because they are supposed to decide on constitutional matters. This is a huge infringement on the Second Amendment, as you'll hear in just a second. So, I'm going to quote it right now. New York City prohibits its residents from possessing a handgun without a license. And the only license the city makes available to most residents allows its holder to possess her handgun only in her home or en route to one of seven shooting ranges within the city. The city thus bans its residents from transporting a handgun to any place outside city limits. Even if the handgun is unloaded and locked in a container separate from its ammunition, and even if the owner seeks to transport it only to a second home for the core constitutionally protected purpose of self-defense or to a more convenient out-of-city shooting range to own its safe and effective use. The city asserts that its transport ban promotes public safety by limiting the presence of handguns on city streets. Wow. That, it does the opposite of that. In so many ways. It, if it forces you to go to a range that's inside of the city, yes. it ensures that more handguns are being on are on city streets as opposed to out of city streets. Yes. If I lived in Queens and I wanted to go to Nassau County Rifle and Pistol Range, mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. Therefore, I have to travel inside the city with my handgun. Thus, keeping the handgun on city streets. Furthermore, to that point, in terms of not being able to take it outside of city limits, let's say someone has a second home. They have a home upstate. They have a home down in Florida, somewhere else. Or even if they're going on vacation, but they're renting, you know, doing Airbnb or something. They're renting Let, let's keep it in New York because okay. that's mo- most likely. Even if it, even if they're, let's say they have a summer home in Montauk. Okay. okay. So they're going to Montauk and they want to bring their gun with them, but they can't because legally right now they can't. Their gun is being left in their vacant home in New York City. Hmm. I wonder where that can, can lead to some issue. If a criminal breaks into that home. Nobody's home to stop them. Free gun. Free gun. Exactly. And then you got another gun on the black market, which is something that obviously I almost feel like the Democrats want. Should I read on? Yes, continue. All right. So I'm going to read on here. So there's there's a couple more paragraphs here. So reading on from that. But the city put forth no empirical evidence, true, that transporting an unloaded handgun locked in a container separate from its ammunition poses a meaningful risk to public safety. Moreover, even if there were such a risk, the city's restriction poses greater safety risks by encouraging residents who are leaving town to leave their handguns behind in vacant homes, what I just talked about. And it serves only to increase the frequency of handgun transport within city limits, what Evan said, by forcing many residents to use an in-city range rather than more convenient ranges elsewhere. The question presented is whether the city's ban on transporting a licensed, locked, and unloaded handgun to a home or shooting range outside city limits is consistent with the Second Amendment, the Commerce, the commerce Clause, excuse me, and the constitutional right to travel. This is a blatant infringement on all of these things. Yeah. And listen, we realize that the Second Amendment essentially does not exist inside New York City. No. 
You even need a license to get a shotgun in New York City. Yeah. I could go to Dick's boarding. Well, I wouldn't go to Dick's because of all the other nonsense. But I could go to any any FFL right now, go through my paperwork, and come home with a gun in about an hour and a half. Easily. New York City, I would have to then file paperwork and pay to have a permit to defend my home. Hmm. Listen, we all know New York City is absolutely ridiculous when it comes to firearms. But the fact that this is being challenged actually gives us hope. Because the next step after this is going after parts of the SAFE Act. Yeah. And honestly, the SAFE Act is the biggest infringement on the Second Amendment that I've ever seen by far. Mm. And it's something that we are very passionate about getting knocked away. Yes. Because I want an AR-15 with an adjustable stock and a pistol grip. And King Cuomo will not allow me to have it. No, he will not. No, he will not. And... Yeah, I agree. I, I think that it's nice because I don't think the Supreme Court has even heard a case about the Second Amendment since 2005. And you can read on. We can link. We're going to link to this article at the, in the show notes after the show has been posted. This was from Reason.com, which is a more libertarian-leading site that really analyzes the facts and does obviously support your right to the Second Amendment. Libertarians believe in, in constitutional conservatism. But I, I 100% agree with this. If we're able to get the Supreme Court to address it, apparently there is a way that they can address this without actually addressing the Second Amendment. They, they can go about the Commerce Clause, like they said, and other sorts of rights that people have. But if we're able to address this in the Supreme Court, it might give us an inkling of hope to reverse the SAFE Act, to prevent the SAFE Act too, because remember... That was a huge thing that a lot of the new blue legislators that got elected this past November were harking on. That yes, the SAFE Act is great and it was a first step in the right direction. We don't believe that. It, does, it doesn't do anything. Right. It's It just it made a, 4 million gun owners in New York State criminals overnight is what it did. And, and it made acquiring a firearm that much more difficult in and around the state. Obviously, like Evan said, it's practically impossible unless you want to shell out a whole bunch of money and have a whole ton of restrictions on you to even own a gun in New York City. And this ban is unenforceable because if I'm traveling outside of New York City, yeah, who's going to enforce this? Nassau County is not going to enforce this. Nassau County cops probably don't even know about this yeah, because you don't learn that because it's not part of the laws of Nassau County. Right. You know about your jurisdiction. Exactly. NYPD cops are not hanging out in Nassau County at shooting ranges checking people's pistols permit. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it. Right. So this whole – it's absolutely ridiculous. And we talked about this with Larry Sharp is that politicians pass laws to make people feel good. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about the texting law. Okay. No one writes a texting ticket unless you are literally sitting there like this going, I'm writing a text message. No one enforces the texting law. They write use of electronic device. That's what it is. Same thing. This is unenforceable. It's something like the SAFE Act. We didn't have a problem with shootings in New York State at all. We had no problem with mass shootings. I don't even think we've even had one at Not all. in a long time. It's been a and long time. Before, even within the first like 10 years of the SAFE Act, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And so the SAFE Act is essentially something that just all it does is it takes away our freedom and it helps Cuomo get reelected. That's what it is. And it makes it look like he's doing something when all he's doing is infringing on our rights and it's said that people don't understand. They're like, oh, safe act. Sounds good. Oh, look, we haven't had any shootings. We didn't have shootings before it. This, criminals don't care about laws. Mm-hmm. All it does is take away our rights. It's right. unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be very interesting to see that. But that just came in off the press this morning. So we figured that we would share that with you. So, Hey, guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. 
Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Moving on to our favorite oh, congresswoman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, according to Business Insider and many other sources, has secured a powerful House committee seat that gives her a huge say over Wall Street. So she got a spot on the House Financial Services Committee. And, uh, yeah, this, this is going to be fun because guess who runs this one? Maxine Waters. Yes. Maxine Waters runs the House Financial Services Committee. And, and, and what does Maxine Waters like to do the last time she was involved in any type of financial services committee? Act like a crazy bitch. Yes. And do shady things under the table. Like, I don't know, giving her husband's firm preferential treatment uh, last time she was there. So she's as corrupt as they come. Apparently, according to a tweet, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez said she's very grateful for the opportunity to sit on this committee as a freshman, and she looks forward to working under the leadership of Maxine Waters. May God help us all. So what what are your thoughts on the notion on this fact? Obviously, Ocasio-Cortez is the new, fresh, young darling of this new, extremely left-leaning Democratic Party. And now she's going to have a say. You know, look, Wall Street is corrupt. There's no doubt about it. I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. But that said, having a Democratic Socialist with radical policies that she's not shy about sharing on a committee like this with another crazy person and Maxine Waters who is just as, if not more so corrupt than the Wall Street cronies that she's trying to uh, micromanage. I don't know. I, I just think that this is a bad look and I don't even, I don't understand how she even gets nominated to these things. I don't understand how anyone in the Democratic Party gets elected by anyone who knows anything about politics. Or economics. They, or anything at all, in any way. Anyone who lives in the real world. Maxine Waters is a known friend of Louis Farrakhan. You know, lately they've shown pictures of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez meeting with Al Sharpton. These are blatant race baiters and Jew haters. I don't under like it's and amazing. And they're corrupt. And they're corrupt. They don't. Was it? Um, Al Sharpton said that rich people don't pay enough taxes. He has been investigated for tax evasion all the time. He owes about four million dollars in back taxes. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't like. How could you possibly vote for people like this? Especially like listen, we don't like to play identity politics. But as a Jewish person, how could you support anybody who interacts with Louis Farrakhan, who calls Jews termites, and said that Adolf Hitler had a great idea when he was trying to kill Jews? It's it's unbelievable. And this girl, this she's a girl. She's a girl because she has the mental capacity of a 12-year-old. She's younger she, than we are, so I guess we can say that. I mean, she's like a year younger than us. But the point <coughs> is that she is she is she has the brain of a child. Hmm. She doesn't understand what money is because she Clearly. just says you just, you know, apparently according to her, it grows on trees. Yeah. You know, she has no idea what a budget is. She just wants these outlandish things. We've said it a million times. She lives in La La Land. I have no respect for her at all. And the fact that she was put on this committee is absolutely disgraceful. And the fact that Maxine Waters is ever put in a position of power. running it. Yeah. Maxine Waters' district is filled with homeless people. Mm -hmm. And so is Nancy Pelosi's. Mm -hmm. How these people keep getting elected is absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. People need to stop voting on party lines. Listen, if you're a a liberal or Democrat and you don't like Republicans, that's fine. But you need to look at the people that you're electing. Yeah. That they're they're the real problem. There are bad people on both sides. Mm -hmm. We get it. Nobody's perfect. But people like Pelosi, Schumer, Maxine Waters, Ocasio-Cortez, they are dangerous. These are dangerous people who are going to destroy destroy this country if they get more any more power than they do now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll be very interesting to see. But uh, she she's definitely not the type of person you want on a finance committee. 
You better bring her four function calculator. Yeah, well, like that's gonna help. She she actually just said the other day that no, oh, this is another funny thing about her. I don't know if you heard about this. That we have twelve years left apparently on this earth. Oh yeah, that was amazing. Apparently, gl- climate change is gonna kill us all in twelve years. Remember when Al Gore said we'd all be dead already? Yeah, like four years ago. He's a <laughs> Democrat. But 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 regardless, she said we're gonna be dead in twelve years, and therefore. We should just fund the Green New Deal no matter how much it costs because, well, it's that or we die. Money doesn't grow on trees. Remember, facts don't matter as long as you're morally right. Yes. No, that's that's clearly what she thinks. And you would think, if anything, she said. She's lying. Yeah, of course she's lying. Earth is not going to end in 12 years. I don't think she's even lying. I think she actually genuinely believes this stuff. She's psychotic then. Then she is a psychotic person. Well... Uh, you know, I'm not no, going to comment to, on the appearance, to, but the eyes, come yeah, on. She's I got mean, crazy eyes. To actually believe that the world is going to end in 12 years, if you if she actually believes that... Due to climate she, change. Due to climate change, then she yeah. is completely psychotic. Yeah. Because the UN can't even decide the actual effect of greenhouse gases on climate change over the next 50 to 100 years. Yeah. So we're going to trust a woman who doesn't understand how to balance a checkbook mm-hmm. that the world's going to end in 12 years. So either she's lying, mm-hmm. which is morally reprehensible, and she's not morally right, mm-hmm. or she's psychotic, again, not morally one. right. So either way, no matter how you turn it, this woman is just bonkers. She is. Mm-hmm. She's taking crazy pills. Yeah. Well, I don't think she has to take them anymore. I think she's she's off the reservation. This next segment is brought to you by PW Digital Marketing. PW Digital Marketing is a digital marketing agency that specializes in bringing businesses online and creating profitable marketing systems through both their website and social media. Learn more about PW Digital Marketing at pwdigitalmarketing.com. Speaking of reservation, let's move on to what happened over the weekend. So... Fake news alert. Yep. Um, we, 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 we saw a fun, fun video circulating starting this past Friday about uh, th- this group from Covington Catholic High School. It was Kentucky, I believe. And they were yeah. just finishing up a field trip. They had been at the March for Life event that Ben Shapiro spoke at. Obviously, it's a pro-life event, yada, yada, yada. Apparently, there was another March for Indigenous People um, nearby. And they were just waiting by the National Mall for a bus to take them home. So while they're just hanging out there, kids are wearing their MAGA hats, whatever. Obviously, Kentucky's a very red state. Um, this Native American guy who apparently fought in Vietnam, so we salute him for that. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly fought in Vietnam. Well, maybe there, he didn't. I there are know. conflicting reports saying that he didn't um, join the Marines until after the Vietnam War was over. Yeah. But we're not here to, to get on his regardless, case. Even, regardless of whether he did or didn't. He's known to be a crazy, radical, leftist protester. And he and his buddies, and also the black Jewish group that was with them. Very oh, interesting. The, yeah, it's the black Israelites. They are yeah. not, they're not actually Jewish. They are basically another version of the Nation of Islam. They are just not Islamic. Hmm. They, are very ra- they are extremely racist. They always have been. If you go on any of their Facebook pages, it's all death to white people, all this other crap. Hmm. They are just another terrorist group. They are not actual Jews. So, as a Jewish person, I say that we do not claim them in any way. Sure. So, so these two groups head over, because they see MAGA hats, white kids, and the guy, I forget his name, gets in the, gets in the kid's face. Let's not even thinks, say his name. Let's not give him any publicity. Yeah, we're not even going to give you his name. But this alleged Vietnam War veteran gets in this kid's face and starts banging a drum, trying to antagonize him. And the kid, 
I thought he handled it actually pretty well. He just stood there. What are you going to do if some random old guy you don't know goes up to you and starts banging a drum in your face and you don't really have anywhere to go? You're probably going to smirk like he did and be like, uh, what the hell is going this on? This kid's also like 16, 17 yeah. years old. So, he one, he doesn't want to say anything to this guy because he doesn't want to start a fight. Sure. He's not going to get physical with this guy. Because he was also flanked by two, it was flanked by two of those black, the black Israelites, mm-hmm. and so he stands there. Mm-hmm. So the video circulates, and they're like, "Oh, this, these, you know, these racist high school kids from for who who were protesting against reproductive rights." It's not what they were doing. They were protesting abortion. Listen, yeah. we'll get to that at the end. Yeah. But the whole point is that they they went there on a, their school field trip to go for the march for life. This guy came up to them. The kid stood there and took this guy's drumming in his face. This guy's yelling at them, go back to Europe. This isn't your land. All this other nonsense. First of all, this is our land. Sorry. That's what happened. We conquered this nation. It happened. It's over with. You know, sucks for them. Yeah. But the point is that this kid did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So, the, the obviously, mainstream media chopped it up. They made it look like these kids were chanting at this Native American, which is not what they were doing. No. They were actually doing, they were singing school songs. Yeah, like the spirit songs yeah. that you would at a football or basketball game. And then they basically painted these guys as racist. Mm-hmm. And then people like Kathy Griffin, who is completely insane, was talking about how these kids' names should be released to the public, which it is a, it's, yeah. it's a violation because they're minors. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then it puts all these kids at risk. People are calling for these kids to be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the SNL writers. Yeah, let's get her name. Yeah. SNL writers. Uh, or just Sarah Beattie. Yeah, Sarah Beattie, no relation to my girlfriend, um, offered free blowjobs to anyone punching this kid from the video in the face. Yeah. How this woman still has a job is absolutely disgraceful. Fortunately. To one, first of all, to offer sex, any type of sexual activity... For assaulting a minor is so reprehensible and disgusting. You have to be the worst type of human being to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, she shouldn't have a job. She shouldn't. I really call for people to get fired, but that is so morally reprehensible that she shouldn't have a job. And then there was the journalist who was calling for these kids and their parents to be killed. Yeah, literally to die. Like, that was his tweet. Um, okay, yeah. I'm going to read his tweet verbatim. His name is Eric Abris. And he said, I don't know what it says about me, but I've truly lost the ability to articulate the hysterical rage, nausea, and heartache this makes me feel. He got triggered. I just want these people to die. Simple as that. Every single one of them. And their parents. This is the kind of of crap that we're dealing with from people on the left. It is absolutely insane. There were tweets online... Oh, a school shooting should happen at Covington High School. They didn't go to school today. They have to close the school They had to close the school. This is absolutely ridiculous. And they claim to be the morally right. It's absolutely... These people are insane. Well, these are the same people who say, punch a, not, a Nazi, and I'm using air quotes for those of you who aren't, able, who aren't watching, punch a Nazi in the face. These are the same people who think there are 58 genders, and it's the same thing as rape if you misgender somebody. It's absolutely insane. The worst part about this is... That people vilify people who are at the March for Life. Mm-hmm. People who are at the March for Life are not saying that women don't have a right to their bodies. Sure. People who went to this march believe that upon conception, the fetus is a human life. Regardless of the duration that the woman's been That's pregnant. it. They believe it's a human life and they believe that people shouldn't be allowed to murder a baby. Which is their right to believe that. Sure. And if you want to march for abortion, that's fine. But it's so, it, it really gets crazy because it, the left comes so hard to abortion. Mm-hmm. It I don't get it. It's If we defunded, if, if people said, okay, we'll fund Planned Parenthood, but no abortions. No. 
Okay, Why that's not? fine. But listen, if that's the way you want it, that's the way you want it. But to vilify people who are just marching so that they believe that human life is sacred is... It's the opposite of morally, right? It's 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 morally wrong. Mm-hmm. Because why would you why would you vilify someone who is marching for somebody to live? It's completely insane. Like Ben Shapiro lost two sponsors because he spoke at the March for Life. He didn't say anything. I, I thought uh, his speech there. Um, he basically did a show there, but his speech there was one of the best speeches he's ever done. And obviously, he's said and done a lot of good things. He's got, he actually won an iHeartRadio award for best news podcast, which is absurd because you would think iHeartRadio is an extremely left-leaning uh, media platform, but they, they can't deny the numbers. No, and, you can't. It's and insane. they can't deny the support for him. So he's, he still won an award, which, which is incredible in and of itself. But he said nothing wrong. And what they blew up over the weekend, too, another thing that was inflated because the mainstream media did not want to cover the March for Life was that Ben Shapiro, throughout his speech, he said, there's a moral conundrum that people bring up about what would you do if you can go back in time to when Hitler was a baby? Would you kill him? And his answer was no. I would take him out of the household he was in and put him in the best possible situation to not become Hitler. I, what's wrong with that? And yet people make him, who, by the way, there's actually a study done on this, he received the most anti-Semitic threats out of anybody on the internet a year or two back. He's an Orthodox Jew, a guy who's so religious that he doesn't check his phone from sunset Friday until the following day on Saturday. So they're calling him a Hitler lover and a Nazi and anti-Semitic, even though clearly he's not. Because the left is psychotic. They are. They're completely psychotic. They, they, they essentially idolize Hitler. They're socialists. They believe in no guns. They believe in big government controlling everything, and they believe in redistribution of wealth. That's like 90% of what Hitler did. Uh, yeah, that, that was his platform for when he got elected. And uh, Nationalist Socialist Party. That's what the Nazis were, National Socialists. Everyone on the left wants socialism. You want yeah. socialism, you want gun confiscation. They don't get it. They use all of his tactics. They shout people down. They, they constantly try. They attack people in public. They use this stuff to silence free speech. You're using Hitler's tactics and then calling other people Nazis. And fascists, yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely absurd. The hypocrisy is unreal. And the fact that the media did such a blatantly terrible job. Now, we'll give credit where credit is due. There are people, journalists and, and media pundits, who initially, they completely overreacted to this. They saw like the 10 second video clip and thinking that this kid was extracting his white privilege on this poor old Native American man, where in actuality, over two hours of video footage from multiple sources shows that they sought them out. You could hear the terrible things the black is- Israelites were saying in the background. You could hear them calling them crackers and things like that. Like, they were really hearing it. And these are, again, 16, 17-year-old kids. These aren't grown adults. They weren't here to protest in him. They, they were just there for March for Our Lives to check out D.C. a little bit right before they were going to hop March, on a- March for Life. March, March for, for Our Lives is that anti-gun oh, bullshit. I apologize. I am so <laughs> sorry. That is absolutely terrible. But, uh, yes, they were there for March for Life, and then they were just sightseeing a little bit before they were going to get on the bus. They were literally waiting by where they were for the bus to arrive when they were sought after by this Native American guy and the black Israelites. And the fact that, too, this, this Native American guy goes all over the mainstream media networks. And 
he, he talks about the terrible things that were allegedly said to him and how poorly these kids acted. And then, even worse, are newspapers that are actually going back to like 2011, like site, pictures on the site that is now down from Covington Catholic High in Kentucky, and kids dressed up, you know, or, or I'm sorry, dressed in black paint for a game, saying that they're racist because they were yelling at a black player. I hate to break it to you, you look at the NBA demographics, more than half of them are black. You look at a lot of basketball players, period. A lot of them are black. They're just because a school that's big on sports, and you have pictures and, and video of kids just yelling at opposing players, that happens in sports all the time. There's no evidence that they were ever racist, and there's no evidence that they were dressed in blackface as a lot of things, like the Daily News, purported. In actuality, there was a blackout game, is what it was called. Guess what they have to do? They either dress in black, they paint themselves in black, whatever, because it's a blackout game. This is a common thing in high school sports and in college sports. But of course, the mainstream media is not going to tell you the truth about that. So a lot of things messed up about this coming to Catholic high school situation. And again, the school was shut down today. They couldn't even go to school because of all the death threats and things that they got because of something that these kids didn't even do. These kids were actually, they handled themselves very well, given the circumstances. I was just about to say, if I was 16 years old, some guy got in my face, started beating a drum, boom, I, broke I, the I, nose. I would just came right over the top, pop. I would have taken it. his drum and ran away with yeah, it. No. <laughs> and but, these kids, if they were racist and they were what they were alleging that they wanted to harass there'd be this video. guy. One, there'd be video. Two, they could have killed these three guys. Yeah. There was like... Over 50 of these kids, they could have pounded these guys into the pavement, but they did nothing because they restrained themselves because they weren't the aggressors. They were the victims. I don't know we don't like yeah. to do victims, but essentially they are the victims of this situation. Yeah, I mean, they, they absolutely are. I mean, again, we, we both hate that word and that, and that ideology, but these kids, they didn't seek any of this out. And, and, and some of the left-wing left media, even today... Even knowing what they know and even going back on their statements and a lot of their critique, like, well, you know, a bunch of white kids walking around in MAGA hats near a pro-life rally. What do you expect? Well, that's how they think. They think it's okay to harass people only for their beliefs. They actually saw a video earlier today. Um, we weren't going to cover this, but I just brought it up. Yeah. Um, this guy who, um, I forgot his name, but he runs a bunch of black conservative stuff. He's, a, I think he's a comedian. And he was out with a bunch of people at Hooters with a bunch of group of black people and he's wearing a MAGA hat mm -hmm. this waitress some guy goes to order him a drink and this waitress goes up to him and looks at his hat she goes are you a Trump supporter he goes yeah and she goes Ugh, and walks away doesn't take his order and just doesn't come back so he he asked he finally goes and gets a manager he's talking to all these people he's like listen this is the way I get treated in public because I wear this hat and even though I'm black people still just treat me like yeah. like I'm a Klansman essentially right and the first thing that one of the guys says that he's with, he goes, she's at work. She should be professional. She doesn't get paid to have an opinion at work, no. which is 100% true. Absolutely. If I, if I went to work and some jack, if I was a waiter and some jackass was wearing a picture of Hillary Clinton on his shirt <laughs> and said, my, my actual president, you know what I would do? I would take their order and I'd serve them and then wave goodbye as they walked out the door. Because when you are at work, you are expected to be professional. But that's not how the left operates. Mm -hmm. They believe 
in Nazi brown shirt tactics, disrupting people's everyday lives because you do not agree with their ideologies. Mm -hmm. That is not freedom of speech. That is not what this country is all about. And it's absolutely disgraceful. And if I talk about it anymore, I might just flip this table. Yeah. So let's not do that. Yes. So we did want to cover that because that was just a huge, and then a lot of the things we talked about, we didn't plan to talk about, but they just kind of flowed through the conversation. But this is exactly the type of stuff that we cannot abide here in this country. We're supposed to have an entitlement to free speech, just like the left is. They can believe and say what they want to believe, and we can do the same. But we don't, and the difference, and this sometimes is where the conservatives are at a disadvantage, is that the left has no problem getting in your face and yelling and screaming and even resorting to violence, like you said, not And lying. Tactics. They oh. literally lie. They have no problem lying. Of course. And... And we, and we obviously, being the quote-unquote moral superiors, we always decide to take the adult route, to not overreact, to try to beat them with facts. But the problem is, with a lot of these people, they're psychotic. Facts don't matter. Like as Alexander Ocasio-Cortez said, just because I get facts wrong doesn't mean I'm not morally right. It's exactly what it means. They have to intersect. Your facts have to show that your that your beliefs and your values and the policies that you want to bring forth are what's best for the people. They don't. There they, are no facts that say banning guns makes anybody safer. In fact, it's usually the opposite. It leaves course. you open to violent crimes. These are facts. Yes. But the left says, no, it's morally reprehensible to own guns. When the facts say the more guns that, a pe- that law-abiding citizens have, the safer a place is. Mm-hmm. This is. These are facts. So how can you justify taking guns off of the streets? They use fear. It's always fear. We say this every time. They use fear to take away your freedom, and it's absolutely disgusting. Yes, which is why you should get a don't let fear take your freedom wristband. I found my other one, which is why I'm wearing two. Oh, good. Tchotchkes or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforalloccasions.com. All right, so a couple more things, and then we'll sign off for the day. So there's a new bill that's going through the New York State Senate right now. It's Assembly Bill A as an Alpha 830. And it prohibits the tethering, restraining, caging, or penning of dogs or animals between the hours of 7 p.m. and 6 a.m. This is essentially about noise complaints. Yeah. That's all it is. They don't want you putting your dog outside where it's going to bark and people want to enjoy their dinner or sleep. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. It's a complete waste of time. It's literally one of those bills where they go, look what I did. I helped you sleep better at night. When 90% of people who have a dog aren't penning it outside overnight. Yeah. Only an asshole, though, especially the last couple of days where it's been frigidly cold. And this is another thing that where who's going to enforce this? Who is taking the time to write a ticket for this? No one. You're wasting police officers' time. They're going to have to go tell these people, listen, you can't do this. Okay, fine. Bring them in. Complete waste of police resources when they could be out patrolling other neighborhoods or doing other things like traffic, like traffic details. Mm-hmm. It's a complete waste of time. This, this, this. It's a feel-good bill. Bill, it's all it is. Yeah, there's way too much of that, and it's just another way of government trying to reach into your life. Another example of this, which okay, so we've talked about the wall, and we had Larry Sharp on. He had a good idea about the Ellis Island, and actually, the more I've thought about, the more I'm leaning personally towards that. But I can see the advantages of having border wall as well. We should have both. We should have both. 
Agreed. physical barrier, and then an access point where you can be processed. Right. So that way you're handling two birds with one stone. You're, you have the physical barrier to dissuading people, but you're also giving them the opportunity to come through in a legal fashion. So anyway, in Arizona, there's a House bill, House Bill 2444, that was proposed by State Representative Gail Griffin, an 84-year-old Republican. And basically, what they want to do with this bill is that they want to ensure that you have a blocking software on your devices. And that if you want to undo this blocking software, and we'll get to what this blocking software is for in just a second, but if you want to remove this blocking software, you must make a request to the person or company that distributed the device, present photo ID to provide that you are at least 18, and among other things, pay a deactivation fee of at least $20, of course it's going to be much more than that, to the Arizona Commerce Authority. The fees will then go to a fund that will finance a number of initiatives via grants, including the building of a border wall between Mexico and Arizona, or fund border security. Look, we're all about border security. I'm about border security, Evan's about border security, Justin's about border security, Nicole and Jeff are about border security. Most of you watch 80, this. 85% of Americans are about border security, right. regardless of left or right. Right, so we're all for border security. Obviously, the government shut down over $5.7 billion in border wall spending is ludicrous because that's like equivalent to 12 hours of uh, government government funds over the course of a federal year. That said, that said, forget it. The fact that you can't get on pornographic websites, for example, do what you will in your free time. I don't judge. But the fact that you have to go through all this red tape and pay money. It's a tax on something. porn. Yeah, it's a tax They're on porn. They're literally taxing your masturbation. It's a, yeah. it's a tax on your <laughs> masturbation. The government is taxing masturbation it's, now. Dude, it's getting ridiculous. This is a Republican bill. And look, we got to call it both ways. The Democrats, obviously, they want more government. They want more reaching to your life. We talked about the New York City bill, where you can't travel outside the city limits with your own handgun. Even if you're traveling to your own property or to a shooting range where you can own your skills so you're better prepared should you ever actually need to use it in self-defense. Well, it's ridiculous that you have to file, pay for a permit to exercise a constitutional right. Yes. That's absurd in the first place, absolutely. but that's a whole other show. But Okay, so, but, so that's, that's an extreme example of leftist policy, which obviously we can't abide by because, again, like he just said, constitutional infringement of our Second Amendment rights. Now, we're on the flip side of this, all right? You have an agreement with your cell phone provider for an X amount of data. Often it's unlimited these days. I mean, if you have a data plan, where the hell do you live? Um, but in any event, um, you have data, Wi-Fi, whatever. You should be able to browse the internet as you see fit. Freedom of speech, all that crap. It's not like you're going on terrorist sites or anything like that, right? They're going to make it mandatory that you have this blocking software or else you gotta pay the $20 or more and go through all this red tape to fund the wall. Look, I'm all about funding the wall in creative ways. There was the GoFundMe page, which was completely charitable. It was done from the citizens who firmly believed that it should be done. GoFundMe didn't follow through with it. I'm sure it was because of a lot of leftist opposition that they didn't want to deal with, so that's why they took it down and refunded everyone whatever they had contributed. But you cannot, you cannot force people to fund something like this. This is something that needs to be worked out between the president and the Congress. Congress has to act, and our, our legislators on the red side, or even in the middle, they need to nut up, and they need to get this done. This should not be coming out of taxpayer dollars in Arizona or anywhere else. This is an example of a Republican 
trying to overreach through a bill like this. Yeah, and the real big issue that I have with this, it's not even that they put the blocking device on. Because now that everyone has cell phones, literally a 12-year-old with a cell phone can get on a porn site. Because all you have to do is click that you're over 18. Sure. So I understand, listen, if you want to keep these sites off of children's phones by putting this blocking device on. But that should be fine. up to the parent. That should exactly. be Exactly. One should be up to the parent. Even if it was up to the government, which is still more government overreach. But let's say the bill was passed. It is absurd that you have to then pay a $20 fee, which then goes to the government. That's ridiculous. If you want to install it on all phones, and then when you activate your phone's policy or whatever it is, they unblock it for everyone who's over 18. Listen, that is a compromise, okay? It's still, I don't like it, but it's better. But it makes it so bad that you are now paying a $20 fee to the government so you can look at porn. Yeah. That. That's absolutely absurd. To fund something you may or may not be on board. Like Evans said, the vast majority of Americans are on board with it, regardless of their political affiliation. But that said, there are other ways to do it. The way that it should be done is the president and the speaker of the house and, and legislators on both sides need to get to a compromise. That's it. It has nothing. We should not bear any more of a burden and we should not have any more of our rights infringed because of funding for this. I understand where it's coming from, just like a lot of leftist policy. It comes from a good place. You want what's best for you. Obviously, a barrier and, and, and making it harder for illegals to cross is not a bad thing. Big wall. Big, but, big wall. But that said, you should not be taxing people further. And it is a tax. If you deactivate it and you pay that $20 fee or whatever the hell they decide to make it's it. It's a tax, yeah. It's an added tax. There's so many hidden taxes. It is ridiculous. We should not have to we should not have to resort to this period bad bill and it came from a republican but we got to call it for what it is we got to be fair you got to be objective it's a porn tax yeah it is a porn tax and tax on the jacking tax on the jacking that should not be done anyway guys if you like the show please subscribe on itunes it's really going to help us we're looking to attract sponsors if you watch this you saw we have a few sponsors already one is my company one is justin's company and one is a third-party company that actually have the balls to be a sponsor but we're looking for more we want to continue to bring you this content and we want to continue to up the quality we have great guests coming on we've already had Khalik rodriguez we've had larry sharp we're gonna have vicky paladino probably by the end of this week if not sometime next week we're gonna have a lot of people state local and federal coming on to share their conservative values with you to discuss local state and federal events so please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on itunes it's really going to help us to attract sponsors also you can go into our online store on our website empirestateconservativenetwork.com you can get these hoodies these hoodies can either be just this with the logo on the front or they can be customized with your desired name and number on the back if you don't want a hoodie you can also become a monthly donor or an annual donor or you can leave a one-time donation monthly donors pay just five dollars a month five dollars that's it $5. and you know what you get you get this wristband don't let fear take your freedom at our state conservative network there's the new york on it you get it free you also get asked before every show before evan and my shows tuesdays and fridays and my solo show on wednesdays you will get asked what would you like us to talk about and as a mailbag person as a monthly donor you will be able to recommend what we discuss. And guess what? More often than not, 
We will discuss it and we'll mention it. By the way, we did it for Michael. We did it for Michael today. The Covington Catholic High thing was his idea. We're going to talk about it anyway because obviously it's all over the news. But he wanted to talk. He mentioned what we should mention, and we did. So thank you, Michael, and thank you for being a donor. If you want to donate again, just five bucks a month. That's it. Or you can donate fifty dollars for the year. Not only will you be able to recommend what we talk about, not only on Fridays will you be able to do the mailbag, not only will you get this free Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom wristband, but you will also get a free customized hoodie. $60 value, you get this beautiful logo on the front, your name and number on the back, and the size that you want from small to 5XL. So regardless of how big or small you are, we have one that will fit you. These are very comfortable. Aren't they comfortable? Oh, it's so, And it's warm too. I go outside and just do this. It's yeah. very cold out. It was 10 degrees yesterday. Yes, and it's not much better today. But that being said, guys, that's just a $50 donation one time a year, and that is it. So you get all of those perks for just 50 bucks. The hoodie costs more than what you're donating, and you're also getting this. So really, you're getting a little over $60 worth of value for just paying 50 bucks. Pretty good deal. So to do that, just go to our website, EmpireStickAndServeNetwork.com forward slash donate. You can go to the forward slash store to get the hoodies. And Evan's going to go through a laundry list of where you can find us after this. But for that, I am Pete. This is Evan. We're signing off. Have a great day, everyone. We'll talk to you guys on Friday. Hey, everybody. It's Evan with Empire State Conservative Network. If you like this episode, please subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and leave us a five-star review. Also, please follow us on social media on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, on Parlay at Empire State Conservatives. If you'd like to help us improve our shows, you can donate through our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash donate. We also have some merchandise that will be coming to you soon from our website. If you'd like to work with us in any capacity, please feel free to email us at GetRedPilled76 at gmail.com. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.